0: Welcome to Festivals of India, the latest series in Rasoi Ke Rahasya. I'm your host, Payal Kapoor. Join me as I embark on a journey across the country to celebrate festivals, occasions, traditions and food. Our guests on the show are people from diverse backgrounds living and sharing their journeys and memories with us Namaskar Rasoi ke ke Festivals of India mein aap sabka ek baar phir swagat hai Hamne itne sare sundar festivals celebrate kare itne sare interesting guests ke saath. to aaj kuch alag kyu rahe Ham aaj celebrate karne jare hai ek special festival joki hai naros. Abnaros ham sapho patahe ki celebrate hotahe parsis kebara. So it is celebrated by the Parsis. But this particular version of Naros, which is uh, the actual celebration of the new year, um is a very ancient celebration. So my guest today is going to walk us through this wonderful celebration that I personally know very little about and um, with everything that goes into making it special and wonderful. So without further ado, let me introduce you to my guest, Anaida Parvani. Let me also tell you something about her. So Anida is uh, known for her very famed drives in the pop scene of the 90s. She uh, is an inspirational speaker, she's a healer, and she's just somebody whose voice the minute you listen to, you want to either sing along or just keep listening to this out of personal experience anida welcome to rasoyke rahasia i'm so happy to have you here with me it's my pleasure payal it's lovely
1: to be with you
0: so uh naros now uh like i was just saying to you a little while back that naros is something that we understand as a completely different celebration by the Parsi somewhere later in the year and when i heard about this particular now rose which is on the day of the summer solstice i was very excited and wanted to know more about it so i'm going to leave the floor to you to walk us through this celebration and everything that goes with it and i'm going to go pepper so you with no this. rose literally <laughs> yeah sorry you were breaking up out there
1: so no rose literally means new day no means new and okay. rose like rose means day. Yes. And it's a very ancient celebration um, from that region of what great Persia used to be. Maybe over 3,000 years old at least documented mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of people other than in Iran also celebrate that, you know, quite a bit of Russia and all the Parsis in India. Mm-hmm. So it's basically the equinox, spring equinox mm-hmm. so um it's the beginning of the spring, you know, the time the day and night are exactly the same. And um, I think it's the beginning of the spring in the northern hemisphere.
0: Right. So
1: it's uh, it has a lot of nice tradition. It's a big, big celebration even today in Iran. Mm-hmm. And definitely for all the Parsis who ha- still celebrate the ancient Persian, uh, you know, celebrations and rituals, they still observe it. Of course, they might have Indianized it a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but in Iran, uh, it's it's a big celebration. It's the main thing and for 13 days from the beginning of the first month, which is called Farvardin, the first day of uh, first month of uh, the year. Okay. Till the 13th of that month, there is a lot of celebration going. People uh, put a table called Have Seen, which I will explain what it is. Um, they put a table called have seen and then they keep going and meeting. Everybody goes and visits everybody. Um, they eat a lot of dry fruit and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and the older generation gives AD like a celebration to all the young kids get money. Uh, so, it's it's a big celebration and on the 13th day which is called Sizdah mm-hmm. Bedar which uh, uh, 13 like it's considered the 13th day of the um, first month of the year and mm-hmm. everybody goes out to a picnic. It's considered inauspicious to be at home. So, oh. everybody is out on a picnic and that also has got celebrations. So, it's a, it's a big thing uh, in
0: Iran and with Persians. So, this uh, is something that, um, you know, falls obviously in March. Mm-hmm. So, usually,
1: it, it's got a specific time, uh, which usually falls on the 21st of March. Mm-hmm. But spring equinox shifts by hours. So, like this year, uh, India time is falling at uh, on the 20th twentieth uh, of mm-hmm. March at 9.03, uh, 9 o'clock, 3 minutes. So, oh, that wow. particular time, everybody... Um, you know, they put this, as I uh, will explain to you, this table that they call Have Seen and everybody stays around it, hold hand, they pray for the good things for the new year to come. And then they all wait. It's like that, that clock on that particular time, whatever the equinox is. And then everybody wishes everybody and dance and music. And it's, it's a very, very festive, uh, very, very nice, uh, fun celebration.
0: So is it some, something that happens in um, uh, you know individuals' homes, or is it something that is celebrated as a community? Because a lot of festivals are such where people uh, celebrate it first at home and then go meet each other and greet each other. But is this is this like that, or is this a
1: gathering? No, no. This is this is very much at home. So you're meant to be around your near and dear ones, and yeah. you know. Uh, celebrate with uh, with your closed ones and everybody you know wishing everybody so it's, uh, it's definitely in your house but then sometimes families all gather in one house but it's important to be around loved ones and it's important to you know uh, basically share festivity in
0: the best of mood in the best of place you can be. And moreover in any case festivals always usually begin at home so everyone likes to be at home when um, you know on an auspicious day to sort of uh, uh, you know let in all the new energy and all the uh yes. will that comes with that particular celebration yes. so everyone wants to yes 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 and it doesn't is Absolutely. there lots of new clothes and uh, that kind of Absolutely. Stuff? You're meant, yes yes
1: you're meant to wear new clothes and Uh, just before the new year you're meant to kind of clean everything in your house so you're not supposed to have any corner that you haven't moved things Mm. so it's also a good opportunity they call it which means shaking the house Mm. so Mm. you're basically supposed to remove everything not have things stagnant or if something has been you know lying around for that one whole year then you give it away Mm. so that also is a big part so it
0: the, uh, and of course you wear new clothes and everything is about celebration so it's it's just something that is uh, happy and it's um it's just sort of gathering all the positive energy that one can at that point in time and stay with it
1: yes yes
0: now the food since you are a award-winning celebrity chef and we can't um, not discuss the food in detail because I've been told so much about the food table on Naros that I'm just dying to know what is it all about.
1: So it could be anything. There is no specific food, though. Like different parts of Iran does, uh, you know, have specific food. A lot of time, like in the north of Iran, it's quite popular to have sabzi polo mahi, which is um, a vegetable vegetable rice and uh, fish so that's one of the things that uh, you know Iranians like to have on that day Mm -hmm. but uh, if the food is not as much as like they just make everything they'll be like everybody tries to outdo everybody else (laughs) and you know um, it's very much uh, a big big buffet of food and Iranians are very big on food Mm -hmm. Um, they, they love to eat and they love to feed so it's definitely a huge part of everything, every celebration in Iran food. So what what
0: goes on the table? Rice what goes is on your table? There. Let's Sa-
1: say what what goes uh-huh. on your table. Saffron rice is always uh, there. So I don't uh, because family is uh, my own family is not here and there uh, right now. But so I don't cook that much. But I I like a dish called Kormesabzi Sabzi with is this seven, eight different vegetables, and it's got rajma and uh, in, it, with saffron rice. That's one of my favorites. Mm. Um, I don't mind. I, I like fish as well with the vegetable pulao. So it really, it's not a specific food that you cook on that day. The the very specific part of it is the half seen the table that they put. Mm. Um. So that uh, that is what is around. But uh, in terms of food itself, Utla. कुछ खास नहीं है मतलब जो जो आपको अच्छा खाना पसंद करते हैं
0: तो वो आप खा सकते हो तो ये टेबल टेबल का क्या है मतलब व्हाट इज व्हाट इज स्पेशल अबाउट द टेबल
1: know कि काफी पोर्शन लोगों को भी ये बताने है नाउ <laughs> के बारे में सब so, right. haft, sin, haft means matlab saat, seven, and okay. sin is the letter S. All right. Uh, okay. In Persian language. Hmm. Now, in ancient time, ye haft sin nehita, haft shinta. So, okay. actually, it's H sound, But tha, uh, at that time, the, so there are seven things, jo symbolic here. And they are symbolic of different things. Mm-hmm. Now, in the ancient Persia, one of the sheens was sharab, which is wine because That's wine nice. was a, I think, a Persian uh, invention. Mm-hmm. But after the uh, invasion of Arabs and then Islam, mm-hmm. that was changed to have seen. So, hmm. now they put seven things with starting with S as opposed to sure sound. Right. So, and that is prevalent. A lot of Iranians wouldn't even know about Hafshin at all. And it's not even important because what is important is that jo you table, it uh, symbolic. Hoga. And I personally, though I observe all the seen, hmm. I personally add other things which is symbolic. So, the idea is that you so, basically, you ponder over the things that you want in the next year. And what you want and qualities you want in life and in your next year. Mm. So, all that is how it stands for. So, there are uh, seven things starting with S, which is mm. always on the table. A is subset. Mm. which means uh, greens mm. so just before say 10 days before uh, new year sub gehu uh, uh, ko bigake mm. ya yeah, any of the pulses ko bigake on mm. a on, usually in a round shape and they grow it so it becomes like a green right, right. Mm. so that stands for uh, it stands for rejuvenation yes. you know um, rebirth growth mm. uh, you know um, basically growth. Then uske baad ek hai senjet, which is a particular fruit. I don't know what they call it in English. Ke lagte hai. Hmm. Or dry, mein aate, dry fruit mein aate, okay.
0: And
1: usko symbol they, they use it as a symbol of love. Hmm. Then they have sumak. Uh, which is a flower powder jo aap cooking you use in cooking sourish uh, flour powder which is red in color uh-huh. so that stands for sunrise sun uh-huh. um, then you have sirke which is sirka uh-huh. uh, vinegar right. it is symbol of patience uh-huh. then you have seer which is garlic uh, garlic is symbol of medicine symbol of health uh, then you have seab which is uh, apple which is a symbol of beauty. Uh And then you have Samanu. Samanu is uh, a kind of um, sweet they make only out of uh, wheat uh, wheat germ. And it's very interesting because they just basically grow wheat and that they keep, uh, they grind it, grind it. It's it's a long thing uh, to do. But then they cook it, cook it, cook it. They don't add anything to it. But mm. the whole thing becomes a brownish sweet liquid.
0: Oh, wow. So yeah imagine
1: ki it's sweet. It's a very different taste. Uh, it's a acquired taste. Mm. And Samanu is a symbol of power and strength. So these are the seven usually put on the table. But people add karte hai. Sikka is coin. So they put mm. a gold coin. For mm-hmm. prosperity, sometimes they put Sonbol, which is a hyacinth flower, which mm-hmm. is a symbol for uh, spring arriving. Um, then they put a, a mirror for the for roshni, you know, their kind and self reflection. Mm-hmm. Then they put sawat, which is a clock, so symbol of time. And they, they some they do just like Easter. Some people like to color eggs and put it there. So in case, especially if they have like a young uh, bride in the family so Hmm. it's like a symbol of uh, fertility Fertility, they put tam shama uh, candle so it's a symbol of enlightenment Uh, a lot of times they put goldfish as well Uh, i don't because then that poor goldfish does not survive too long so i don't want to encourage that Hmm. but this goldfish is for progress Hmm. and they put a book now in Iran they usually put the Quran because they're mostly uh, uh, Muslims. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the olden days they also used to put this book called Shahnameh, which was a, a poetry book. and uh, so any, if, if, they are, if they are Iranian Christians, then they put Bible. So it, different people put a different book which is for symbol of wisdom. And uh, this basically consists of the have- seen table. And then, of course, people kind of put dry fruits and flowers and other things that might be symbolic to them. But it's a, it's a big thing. Like, in, Iranians really, Persians really love to, uh, you know, really do this. If you, if you even go on to Google or something and Google it, you'll see like major tables and everybody, uh, you know, sends the picture to each other. And <laughs> so I've
0: seen it's a big thing. So, essentially, this is, see, I've been listening so carefully and this is extremely interesting because um, in a lot of Indian celebrations, you see shades of what happens here. So, Iran, so this new year, now is celebrated by uh, Iran, irrespective of which religion they come from, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's so, too traditional. So, it's, yeah, it doesn't matter what religious they are. Exactly. So that's that's really wonderful. And similarly, like you see certain celebrations here in India as well. Um, the first one that comes to my mind, there might be many others, is Onam in Kerala, which is something oh, yes. that is celebrated by everybody. And little, little things like you talk about the mirror, uh, the mirror is something I know that the uh, again the Malayaris on the New Year. Um, put in the you know the the uh, they have a special uh, receptacle in which they put all the fresh grain and fruit and vegetable and things like that. And they don't look at it directly. They have a mirror. They look at the image of that. Interesting. So why is that? I don't know I'm going to wait I'm going to be talking to uh, a Malayali for Vishu that's their new year and I'm going to understand what the what the whole uh, thing is about because that's also it's very ceremonial and it's really lovely Mm -hmm. so I'm drawing so many parallels here with so much of um, you know what is done so I think it's it's the universality of um, the emotions of what everybody wants out of their lives and what are the elements that make um, all of us human I think yeah absolutely
1: and also so you must uh, also keep in mind like uh, in the olden days before the you know the um, we are much more advanced in, or politically or differently you know different religions all of that in the ancient times a lot of things were based on seasons. So, um, they have become religious over the year, but they actually had nothing to do with religion. They were based on the science of that time, what they understood of that time. So, like for example, just before Nowruz, the last Wednesday before Nowruz, which was yesterday. Hmm. It is, yeah, yeah. it was, it's called Chahar Shambe Suri. Chahar which means Wednesday. And Suri has two different meanings. It can mean uh, red colour. It can mean festival. And it also has root because Persian language has root in Sanskrit. So, it also has uh, uh, symbolizes sun, sur. Like in Hindi, you have surya. So, that, that particular day, has a lot of uh, different things that they do but the main part is everybody makes these bonfires and they jump over it and they sing this uh, line saying uh, which means my paleness goes to you and your redness comes to me. Aww. So, it's a it's a symbolic of all the negativity being transmuted. On that same night, they have something like trick-or-treat where kids cover themselves and you know they all go to different houses with they call it kosh so they hold the bowl and they bang it with the with the spoon mm-hmm. so people kind of put uh, candies and chocolates and all into it then they have on that night gushi, which means they they kind of pray ask a question and then they wait on the roadside or wherever so for passersbys to go and listen to the conversation and expect that or they open the book of halfways and ask a question But uh, that funnily always finds round holy like it was yesterday and holy is tomorrow so and in holy also they have this whole thing of burning an effigy and it's a symbolic bonfire of uh, Good winning over Mm. evil Mm. you know Mm. so there are a lot of similarities uh, in the ancient practices Mm. because they were based seasonal and mostly on that
0: and it's nice because here when you're starting something new for instance we're talking about the Wednesday and everything that happens since you're stepping into everything new a new year a new beginning it's like you know exercising whatever is there of the past and putting everything to rest to move on ahead yes yes so beautiful it's just so so wonderful because it, these are things that um, uh, you know we don't even think of when we think of uh, civilizations, and we think of, uh, you know, the only thing I remember of Persia when I think of is the the uh, what I studied in history, world history, the Persian civilization.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Beyond that, and that was just plain. Um, it was just the political map, and it was who ruled who and who went where, and it never appears yeah. in the cultural <laughs> history because uh,
1: see unfortunately everything we study in schools and that very much includes history um, Mm -hmm. it's it's very much uh, it's a programming of what you are supposed to listen to like I because I've lived different parts of the world I've come across sometimes the same story completely being different in a history from one country to another country the same uh, incident or time so it's it's and we just take it for granted that oh this is what it is, what we are being told. Mm-hmm. But really, it isn't most of the time. And um, because of that, we have we form opinion. Like even um, we've been told that you know uh, civilization is like some only five thousand years old or something like that. We are being told. And now in they are they are realizing in archaeology that actually there are civilizations and there are things that are like way beyond that maybe mm. as old as 40,000 years but they don't want for whatever reason the we I don't know why they don't update things and teach we are kind of stuck in a and we're bringing children up with those kind of information which is not really based on truth mm. so mm. I think uh, it really serves self- serves all of us to basically keep our mind open and not be judgmental of anything and i personally like to celebrate anything and for it doesn't matter what uh, culture or what i enjoy celebration like i really like christmas as well mm-hmm. i love raksha bandhan so there are i i enjoy the the cele- the kind of celebrations that i feel resonates with me so any reason to celebrate is a good reason,
0: according to me. Absolutely, and and moreover, because everything comes so deep in, uh, it has less to do with uh, you know religion or culture or anything. It has more to do with individuals and what you relate to exactly, like you said. So um, it's it's a it's an absolutely wonderful uh, way to think and uh, uh, relate to, especially with celebrations. There's no reason to celebrate and yet they could be every reason to celebrate. Absolutely. So any reason to celebrate is a good reason. <laughs> no, that's it, because that's the reason why why my fascination with this entire thing, I think and that's where my festivals of India is coming from, because it's more a personal fascination than mm-hmm. anything else. And the information that I'm gleaning out of this entire um, you know, series is uh, opening up so many doors for me in terms of my understanding of various things and how limited it is
1: oh yeah absolutely so
0: it's so uh, it's it's really interesting and now i want to know from you um about food um and you've you've mentioned a whole bunch of things that go onto the table and things like that and of course i'm going to ask you to share one uh, wonderful recipe but beyond that i want to know when you um, as as a chef um Uh, you was your specialty Persian food or was what
1: was it yes yes so I uh, before when I've been been in India for a long long time and I have never been to an authentic Persian restaurant out here Mm -hmm. Like all the stuff that they tell us like Irani restaurant have nothing to do with Iranian food. Mm -hmm. Absolutely nothing to do with Iranian food. Highly Indianized and nothing authentic about it. Mm -hmm. So I always wonder that with so much of, you know, commonality between and so close the countries are. How come there is no proper presence of Iranian food here? Mm -hmm. So when I got into food, that's the first thing I did. And um the whole idea was, in fact, I started with a pop-up for the Olive Group and uh, the pop-ups were so successful in four different cities that then they said, let's partner and, and I was like, no, only if you guys are okay with it being authentic because I couldn't understand how come nobody has actually tried it. But uh, it, it really did well. So I specialize in authentic Persian food and healing food, what I call healing food. Which is using ingredients that is for a certain, uh, you know, um, health thing. And then figuring how to make the food tasty using those ingredients. Ah, so the Persian food still continues? Oh, um, at home. So I got out of the restaurant business uh, just before COVID hit. And mm. that was due to a serious illness. I actually was so badly ill that doctors told me that um, if I go at the rate I was going because I was refusing to have an operation so they said that I am going to probably my body is not going to last beyond three months and uh, basically that I'm going to die and um, it took a lot of guts to kind of stay with my belief but uh, it worked for me so I because of my really terrible health at the time I had to get out of work because I basically got out of the restaurant business I um, basically gave all my belongings away packed up my homes Um, I changed everything around because I thought I was going to die and uh, when COVID hit in a way it was good because for me I was kind of um, no liabilities no responsibilities nothing that was you know I had to do or was happening so I was I was in a free space to heal yeah yeah, to heal so I, I know more I'm thinking of maybe we can start a standalone restaurant or something like that but I haven't yet uh, uh,
0: really decided on that so we, we still have you here speaking with us defying having defied the three month uh, um, oh, yeah. Yes, oh, yeah. the li- the timeline and everything. So um, I think it's time for us to hear from you one of your healing recipes. I think you said you'd share one of those, uh, your magic soups.
1: Yes, I was going to, I'm going to share the magic soup with you. Uh, now, this particular recipe has been very, very popular everywhere. So um, I consult for hospitality, entertainment and real estate. Mm-hmm. And uh, quite a few of the five star that I consulted for, at some point or the other, I have put this on the menu. I also had it at Soda bottle, Loknavala where I was partnering with them. And uh, I'm happy to share it with everyone. Now, this soup originally I created um, because, one, there was not much of options when I first came to India, other than the five stars. There were no standalone restaurants, which was non-spicy. And I cannot eat spicy food, though you can put chilies in this if you wish to. but mm. And another thing is that for a while, um, I was constantly catching a cold. Like out of 12 months in a year, nine months, I was having a cold. And when you gosh. have to do concerts, it is quite, quite a problem. Mm. So, and traveling wasn't helping much because, like, one day you're freezing in Udaipur and next day you're sweating on in Cochin on stage <laughs> and, you know, change of uh, weather and all of that. So, originally, I created this soap to heal myself. So, all the ingredients that are in it are anti inflammatory, antibacterial, they help upper respiratory tracts. Um, so, the whole of these, and if you want, I can tell you a little bit about each one of those as I give you the recipe. Please do, please do. But um, it's so, and then my friends would fall ill till today, I, I would make this soup and send it to them. And then after some time, they would call if anybody else is ill, can you make some of that <laughs> magic soup of yours? So the magic soup is the name other people gave it. And, uh, and I'm happy to share it because it it's it's definitely a good thing. During COVID, I was quite busy. Anybody who got cold, they would be like, can you send me that magic soup? So, um, And I also believe that uh, one element that I like people to put in is, is when you cook, put energy into it. Everything has consciousness, and everything absorbs energy. And that good energy and good intention always makes a difference. And that's probably why your mother's food is always the tastier, because how much love they put in it. Because they're so happy the children eating. That's true. So um, this soup I had also done with Gary Mehigan on the TV show they did called Masters of Taste. Oh wow! So. So I'm going to give you the uh, the recipe for this you can make this in veg or non veg um mm. so I use baby onions um I'll I'll give you the amounts that I use but you can uh, you can really I mean there is I don't I don't want to give you quantity of using because depending to who I cook it for and I know what they like more i can go up and down with that
0: right quantity. right so, so there's a, either, it's basically uh, you can move um the, the quantity of ingredients uh, to suit your taste yeah you can change it around to your taste there are some things that you need to put more of
1: i will tell you that yes so okay. i use shallots baby onions mm-hmm. because uh, uh i if if you if the person has not got a cold or anything where you don't want to do fried. And you want to have a better taste. If you just kind of lightly roast those shallots in ghee before you before you put it in the soup, it it gives a nice sweet taste outside, yes. but the inside still tastes half cooked. <laughs> so if you get two tastes in this, mm. then I put garlic in it, um, a lot of coriander. So that's what I put most in. Mm. Then I put mushrooms. I put carrots. I put pearl barley. I put mixed sprouts. Uh, Mm. I put uh, American corn Mm. and I use turnips. Um, Turnips I specifically use if a person has got a cold because turnips uh, work like a natural antibiotic. Mm. So, in Iran, if you have a cold, they will boil turnips and every 8 hours or 10 hours, give you a few turnips or they Ah. cook it and give it to you with honey. So, they use it more. My mom was a naturopath. So, she wouldn't... uh, Like allopathy, she was not against allopathy, but it was her last option. If there was a natural way to heal anything, then she would go for that first. Mm, mm, mm. So turnips, definitely if it's in season, you can use. And then I also add a little bit of uh, roasted vermicelli just for taste and carbohydrate if you want to feel full. Now, if you don't want to, like if you're using this like a diet food, then don't put the vermicelli in it. Mm. So, what I do is I put baby onions first, um, uh, kind of roasted slightly in ghee. Mm. If you want to make a non-veg version, then you can add chicken pieces to that. Right. And if you want to uh, keep it vegetarian, shiitake mushrooms are a nice choice. Mm. So, I kind of roast the baby onions and the garlic and uh, the uh, chicken together. Mm. And then I'll add my barley, which I have soaked before a little bit. Mm. I add the uh, mixed sprouts and I add the turnip. As it's cooking a little bit more, I add a little bit of coriander. So, I add the coriander in three states. You can put it all together if you want. Mm. But but the reason I do that is because one, I want the taste to cut there, but I want to add a little bit at the end to keep it clean and also to keep some of it less cooked. Too. Because the less you cook it, this, the better. So, according to how much things, time they need to cook, I add them in that order. Right. And the, the mushrooms and the vermicelli, I add at the end. Mm. Now, if you want to add vegetable stock to this or you want to add the chicken stock to this, you can add that and, uh, you know, add, add the taste to that. That's also up to you. But the main, uh, the one which is most, the ingredient that is most in this is coriander. Mm-hmm. Because coriander in particular is a great uh, great vegetable for anti-inflammatory. Oh. So, um, and, and because as I said, you added in two, three different uh, ways, you will mm-hmm. get the color and the taste as well. So, I think uh, there is a lot of, uh, it's very good for flu and... It's good for your digestive system, coriander, it's good for your liver function. Uh, It supposedly lowers the levels of uh, bad cholesterol, though I don't believe in bad and good cholesterol. (laughs) But uh, it's great food for diabetic patients because it stimulates insulin secretion. Mm-hmm. It lowers blood sugar levels. It has anti-inflammatory, antiseptic, antibacterial, antifungal properties. Wow! And it's a calendula fabulous for for alleviating cold and flu symptoms. It's also a good food for uh, arthritis patients. So, <clears throat> it it has a lot of antioxidants. It's also um, it also helps with if uh, to work against salmonella, which is a um. One of the most dangerous causes of foodborne illnesses yes, in the world.
0: Yes. So
1: yes. it's got this um, this chemical called, if I'm uh, remembering and pronouncing it right, dodecenal. Uh, it's called uh, d-o-d-e-c-e-n-a-l, if I'm not mistaken. And it's a um, it's a natural compound that is probably twice as powerful and, uh, as an antibiotic for this particular salmonella illness. So, they used to use the juice of this plant in their anti-poisonous concoctions wow. uh, of coriander in the ancient times. So, it's got a lot of, it's great for your skin, uh, it helps mouth ulcers, it helps, it's a It's a, It's a. a fabulous, fabulous, uh, uh, I can go on and on about it. And it's, it's not, really it's no thing.
0: hardship also, like a lot of things, a lot of greens, you think you might, you know, decide that, oh, I don't like it. And coriander just oh, adds freshness to everything.
1: yeah. And it's, it's sweetish. Yes. So it's, it's a fabulous taste. Now, turnip itself is very, very low in calories and very high in nutrition. So it actually makes a very good diet food. Like if somebody wants to do this soup uh, as a diet thing, I would say put more of turnip in it because it's, it's very, very high in magnesium as well. It's got vitamin C. Um, um, it's... Um, vitamin k if I, yeah vitamin k it has and um as i said it's fabulous like it's it's a very good uh, uh, remedy for asthma patients so it basically helps your respiratory tracts so i think that there was a study if i'm not mistaken i read about quite some time back that they were giving um, turnip juice to asthma patients and it really reduced their wheezing Wonderful. so and as i said in iran they use it for uh, Um, mostly for cold and like an antibiotic and as a side note turnip juice also helps people if they have body odor i remember my mom used to suggest it to anybody if they you know sometimes they had people came and said you know the children young Mm -hmm. children has a body odor so she used to suggest that uh, turnip juice for them now onions are again antibiotic antiseptic and micro uh, antimicrobial uh, microbial, It is rich in sulfur, fibers, potassium, calcium, vitamin B, vitamin D and onions are low in fat. So mm. Indian Ayurveda, I think they used to use onions to prevent cancer. Now, one, one thing I like to uh, remind, like onion is such a commonly used uh, vegetable. It does make a difference when you eat your food. If you think about the benefits that it has for you, because that whole placebo effect will actually help you absorb that uh, those particular qualities better. Mm. Onion is also anti-aging by the way and it helps decrease sugar in blood. Uh, Mm. I think according to Ayurveda, they used to use uh, certain things to do with onion uh, for diabetes. Uh, It's got vitamin A, vitamin E, vitamin C. And uh, it also helps against any damage created by UV rays. Wow. So it's uh, onion. Like I remember again, as a side note, my mom used to use onion juice for pimples. So if you know, sometimes kids during adolescence have a lot of pimples, suddenly faces full of it. Yes. I yes. just put onion juice on it on it for five or ten minutes. It really helps. It also helps for dandruff if you have dandruff. Yes. So onion is one of my favorite vegetables, but not but cooked. <laughs> um, so then garlic has again uh, a fabric has a lot of uh, healing uh, qualities, and it helps cold and flu. It uh, it has this compound called allicin, which uh, uh, has fabulous medicinal properties. It kind of reduces severity of any common illnesses like flu and common cold and things like that it also helps lower blood pressure so the in in certain uh, um, naturopathy as well as I think now they use it as supplement where they have garlic sorry I'm talking about garlic garlic pills to
0: lower yes, blood Yes they pressure. do they do they do a lot of people soak yeah. it and uh, keep, keep soak garlic overnight and then they pop it every morning. Yeah it
1: really helps. Now, barley is one of my favorite uh, um, uh, what you call grains mm. and it's fabulous. It again helps stabilize blood sugar, brings blood sugar. So, for diabetes patients, it's very, very good. Mm. It's, uh, it's got, uh, it helps a lot of hormone-based cancers. Uh, it helps heart disease. It reduces free radicals. It helps reduce visceral fat, which is the worst fat you could have. Yeah. It's it's high in copper um, It's uh, And you know, copper is very um, Essential in cross-linking Collagen and elastin So it makes oh. your bones and joints Flexible, right. it's high in Phosphorus, uh, it's also Filling without it being high on Calories, so again, if you're using This for a diet uh, Kind of purposes, then add more Barley to it mm. um, It's a very good source of vitamin B and again, barley is supposed to reduce your uh, cholesterol. <coughs> Excuse me, and also helps in menopause for women. Mm. It's high in manganese, in phosphorus. So, generally fabulous, and it's very good for your face. As as I can continue with this, garlic is all um, barley is also good for. Uh, your hair, yes, because yes. It has, yeah, certain vitamin B's which helps your uh, hair. Mm. It also has is high in zinc, which is very rich and fabulous in it. Zinc uh, helps promote healing. Mm. So when COVID had happened, people were suggesting you know have have things to do with zinc. Mm. So this again, it, this particular ingredients and in this was perfect for any uh, flu and cold. Then carrots is uh, very high on uh, beta carotene, yeah. which is which, which gets converted to vitamin A in the liver. Mm. So, it's very good because it helps. For, uh, it helps fabulous for your skin. So, it's got anti-aging uh, mm. uh, properties. So, if you're using this again for diet and you want to help yourself look younger, then add more <laughs> carrots. So, um Again, carrots also supposed to lower your cholesterol level, and it, it's. Uh, I like carrots personally, even as a quick lift me up mask, because if you if you kind of shred it um, really fine and mm. mix it with organic honey and put it on your face, it gives you it gives you an instant glow. <clears throat> That's a nice, a nice tip. That's a nice. Yeah, tip. it's a nice color. Then I love mushrooms because it's also one of the few vegetable sources of vitamin D that I know of. So, mostly you don't get vitamin D from food, but mushrooms are rich in it. Uh, Mushrooms boost your immunity. It's again great for diet conscious people because of its volume and uh, less calories and its filling. It's got riboflavin, which helps in production Mm -hmm. of red blood cells. Mm -hmm. It also contains selenium so it you know there are a lot of different different uh, it's again good for diabetes because it has some enzymes i don't remember the name of it but it works like a natural uh, insulin so it uh, breaks the you know the dietary compounds into simple sugar um it's it's a fabulous thing um it also again contains zinc mm-hmm. so this combination is very helpful for, you know, better immunity and healing faster. Mm. Corn, I add for a little bit of flavor, even though corn itself is fabulous in fiber. Again, it's got minerals like magnesium, iron, copper, zinc. It's got vitamin E, vitamin B. Uh, It lowers cholesterol and like carrot, it also has uh, beta carotene. So again, it's good for your skin, health of your eyes and all of that. So, some claims that yeah. car- uh, corn helps in diabetes, but I am not sure of that. Mm. I add mixed sprout for general uh, nutrition because they are rich in minerals and also you have different uh, tastes. So these are basically the ingredients in it. And uh, they all kind of uh, complement each other in that direction of boosting your immunity. for uh, And especially for uh, anything to do like a flu because Mm -hmm. flu generally is not uh it's not so flu or a cold is not a disease not a it's not a particular virus that causes it in fact if i'm not mistaken every time you catch a cold it's a different virus yes it is it is is, absolutely so basically it's a symptom of your immunity being low so that's how you fall sick and because viruses usually uh need a cool surrounding your body temperature can kill them so they kind of sit at the back of your throat and then get into your airways and go into your lung Mm. which is much cooler Mm. so Mm. this this is basically immunity boosting soup so that you can get your immunity high and all these other goodies that come with it and heal faster so to help your body heal faster
0: so, you just chop everything up and it goes uh, yes. in the order now, like you mentioned.
1: Yes, yes. And I like even uh, as a chef, I like chopping things so they also look good. So, for example, I, I like to chop my carrots in long bits. But I like to chop my uh, turnips in certain size of squares. Mm-hmm. So, you, and then at the end, as I said, you can add roasted vermicelli in it. Just for it to give, a, it gives a nice uh, taste. But that is not for any, uh, and if you, uh, it's not for any Nutitive, know, reason, nutritive nutritive value yeah. or
0: something like that. Yeah, it's just for just for taste. And um, uh, what are what are the seasoning? What seasoning goes into it? So I I use salt, and if you like a spicy
1: taste then i would say put green chilies as well because green chilies are a very high source of vitamin c, vitamin c yes. and if you have not cold uh, it kind of opens up your nose and makes you feel better plus because it burns you your body releases endorphins to you know in kind of counteract that uh, pain so you get a kick so you have a little bit of a feel good about <laughs> it
0: And and these are all going to just cook in uh, either stock or, if not stock, water or whatever that is. It would just all cook Uh, in in water. Yeah, in water. So
1: barley gives it a little bit of uh, uh, thickness. Yes, Yes. barley, uh, as well as the vermicelli, as well as the corn. Corn, yes. They have corn has got a little starch, Mm. so that itself gives a taste in it. And uh, what I do is, as I said, like my sprouts, a little bit of coriander, the chicken if I'm using, a mm-hmm. uh, little bit of the mushroom, not all of it. Because you want to put the mushroom, I after I finished cooking, I put the mushroom in it and I just close the lid. Because then the mushroom cooks. Yes. But it's still that uh, texture which Change. you kind of can like. Yeah. So, everything has a different texture. I like to play with it depending to what flavor I want there. But I do not overcook anything. Like this soup, uh, the barley takes time if you soak it and it doesn't take as much time. Mm. But the barley and sprouts take the longest time to cook. So, once they are cooked with a little bit of coriander and mushroom and, uh, you know, the chicken and, and the onion and garlic. Then the rest and as well as carrots take hmm. some time, little more, more time. Hmm. The rest you can put later. So, the whole uh, soup can be done in half an hour.
0: And right, right, right from scratch and uh, uh, but like from scratch as long as it takes you to cut things, yes, of so course. So, I think within an hour, yeah. And what about uh, so in case somebody um, uh, if if uh, you know, the spice factor green chili is a problem, uh, would would freshly ground pepper do as well? Yes, you can add pepper to it as well. Um, and as I
1: said, if you put like vegetable stock, like sometimes what I do. Uh, if I'm cooking other uh, uh, other vegetables, then uh, I don't throw the stems and everything aside. Yes, I kind yes. of them, chop them really fine, clean them, chop them really fine, mm. and uh, in and I boil it. Mm. I boil, boil, boil it, and I keep that as a stock in the freezer. Absolutely. So, uh, or I make it before and add to it. So that gives it a nice thickness as well. Yes. But that's optional because that. This soup by itself tastes nice And I love adding lemon to it When I'm eating it oh, yes. So that that, that is, Lemon is one of my favorite things I just love it So you can play with the spices If you want to But I like keeping it simple Because it uh, Each of those ingredients Has a distinct flavor So the soup True. is never boring mm. And to my surprise This is something that kids like a lot like a lot of the, when I had it in the restaurant, I had a lot of kids who came there and parents were quite amazed that the kids would like to have the soup. <laughs> um, so, normally that, that wouldn't be something, you know, that kids kids would like. But this, this in my experience, a lot of kids have liked. So... It really uh, cooking is something to play with. It's an yes, art. It is. It uh, is. You don't want to paint the same way every day. So, if you're tuned into your food, you can. I'm um, all for your own experimentation. You know what the ingredients are, you know what you like, and you know the
0: taste that you like, you know what they are good for. So, you can do your combination. And you will be uh, sending us this recipe in print as well, so I can put that in the I description. I can send from. it to you in print, yes, I can. I will that there for everybody who wants to try it because I'm going to want to try it as well. I love coriander in any form. I mean, it's just that coriander stalks put into anything, into a soup just left there, adds just so much flavour to it. Yeah, 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 absolutely my god this has been so uh, just really so interesting and so wonderful and you called it you named it the magic soup yourself i didn't everybody else started calling (laughs) it magic soup i used to call it coriander
1: soup because that's the most ingredient but uh, everybody started calling send me some magic soup of some of that magic soup of yours magic (laughs) soup of yours so it kind of got stuck and now i call it magic soup
0: it's it's, it's been rechristened as the magic soup yeah This is wonderful and uh, it has been such an enlightening conversation and I've uh, simply enjoyed. uh, I think you've just broken everything down in little bits for us that makes such a difference and uh, I'm so grateful to have had you here and uh, celebrated. I feel like I've celebrated Navros with you and uh, I think (laughs) on behalf of uh, all of our listeners, we wish you a a wonderful Navroz and uh, Navroz Mubarak and hope this year... Uh, is going to really, really be wonderful. Full of... Uh, Thank you so healing much. and uh, full of abundance and full of joy and peace. All Thank at your you. table. <laughs> Thank you. It's
1: been such a pleasure talking to you. And uh, as ancient Persians used to say, which means your new day be a success. And uh, and I wish all of you a complete joy in the new year, lots of light, lots of love and clarity and an ability to focus on the good, because that's all that matters. and to be present. So lots of love to you. and it's been such a pleasure talking to you fire.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Aaj ka thank you. Rasoi ke ka episode Ya Hamne Manaya, year parsi tarike mein aur irani tarike mein so sunte Akli festival tak humse jude or Abmeleti ab main hu aapse vida namaskar
1: like this sochcast tune in for more with the sochcast app from the google play store